0: so i am going to start the show now <laughs> are you in agreement
1: partner i agree we should start the show all in favor
0: then let's start the show say aye. i i agree to this episode three of theme team problems the phantom menace motion pass all drink <laughs> So, this is episode three of Theme Team Problems, and we're here to talk about Hero Clicks comic books and everything in between, specifically Hero Clicks, right? Mostly. Mostly. So, let's start with that. How about? Okay. So, um, the topic that I wanted to bring to the table for today's episode was RPG elements in Hero Clicks. So, I think it's kind of topical right now just because uh, Hero Clicks, sorry, WizKids released. Um, A strategy game based on the idea of Heroclix, but not compatible at all with Heroclix.
1: It looks like they're similar sculpts, which are exactly reused sculpts, and similar dials, which are probably unique to the game, but separate from their previous attempt at a strategy game those pieces are not to be compatible with the regular hero clicks rule set
0: which has happened before in the past they have done a clicks based um games that are offshoots of hero clicks that aren't compatible like a batman right
1: they had a well let's see they had a uh batman alpha Which was a different rule set. I think it was supposed to be um, simple, simplified rules.
0: Yeah, like all the powers did something slightly different.
1: Yeah. And then the other one, which at the time was under the same company, was Horror Clicks. More like monster-themed, scary, horror-themed elements. And they had similar but different uh, powers attributed to... Uh, the colors of the dials and the different rule set. Now, they at one time had a, uh, a DC strategy game similar to the Marvel one they are just recently put out, and that one was compatible. But they've also done a uh, Star Trek tactics game, which was uh, ship models <sighs> that I believe used a lot of the same rule set at the time, but was deemed uncompatible with regular heroics it
0: it wasn't tournament legal basically
1: yeah they didn't make it tournament legal i think because they specified wordings of like instead of target this character it's target this ship and they had their individual new team abilities based off of i believe it was federation and probably klingon or Uh, for the first set i think it was just that
0: and then in the in the sets after the they did bring uh, Romulans.
1: Yeah, they added, but they've recently rectified Boar, that. Think, yeah. yeah, with uh, a, they made a original mm-hmm. series set of actual figures, monsters, characters, and that is compatible. And in a few months, they're coming out with a next generation set in a similar vein. And um, well, it seems like anything that isn't
0: baseline Marvel or DC if it is going to be in Heroclix, it's not going to be part of the rule set for uh, tournament legal play. Oh. So, uh, like, um, I'm thinking of the Gears of War, the, um, sorry, Halo, and what's the the other? Assassin's Creed. Yeah, a lot they of that... They had elements that were not uh, compatible with regular Heroclix. Uh, Halo had the grenades and stuff like that. And yes. And Gears of War had... Um, I they also had grenades, but it was slightly different. I think they had a more variety of that grenade mechanic. It was it was it wasn't the same. I remember because I
1: got a a brick of Halo, but Yeah. Plus they had the Lord of the Rings clicks for a while. Oh that's true. They had their epic actions, which was kind of a precursor to title character, kind of? A little bit. I mean it had it had like there were you got so many times you could use it depending on the build total of the game you were playing. And it was just a very powerful thing that could shift a game. And they were trying to move away from having small elements that can drastically change how a game is played, which is why they phased out battlefield conditions and ATAs for a while and uh, event dials, which were a thing at one time. I sort of remember that. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't really use them all that much. But, oh, feats, which were incredibly popular and, and could change a character to be played drastically different. They phased most of that out so that you were able to just have a grouping of your characters and not have to worry about, well, I'm going to bring this extra stuff and that extra stuff. And it came down to just the pieces and the map. Yeah. And now some objects
0: that like even, even the objects nowadays they seem to be dialing back on that because before they had the ultra heavy and the ultra lights and stuff like that and now like they're making it more easy for people to use well everyone could use light objects and
1: yeah that that part I, I that part I did like I mean the heavy objects were fun at times with the right characters but also detrimental if you were playing against those characters the ultra
0: heavy you mean or do you mean regular heavy
1: oh sorry the ultra heavies and the ultra lights to where the ultra lights uh did what now regular lights do where everybody can pick them up regardless of if you have super strength or not yeah so they just kind of condensed all that brought it back to the original you know light and heavy and just combined all those things into one man yeah, that's just... i guess it's interesting the way the game has evolved but yes okay. it's changed a lot in what 17 years almost it's something like that just about
0: i well i started playing during around web of spider-man and so I i that's came like 10 in years? no
1: slightly 2008 yeah something like that yeah yeah close to that i remember came in in 07 with uh justice league avengers was it carded it was it was avengers cuz it was the first carded set it oh, came in wow. right after yeah it came in right after origins origins was there it was still on the shelf and then avengers came up with the five figure booster and the cards mm-hmm. and i remember I also picked up around that same time the Legion of Superheroes little uh, display box. The collector set? The collector set, which had cards in them. So Mm -hmm. I forget when the actual release date was, but one of them was the very first, you know, carded figures.
0: Let's let's see. Oh, okay. Then I played, like, I started playing, like, a year or two after that. About, yeah. So I remember Spider-Man was dropping, and that's what, like, piqued my interest. But I didn't really start collecting or start playing until Captain America. Because that's when I like that was my first brick. I remember I got the chase Captain America with the hammer. Oh, that's right, the Captain. The Captain, and I just remember that was the the set that I had the most figures of. Everything but the chases, I basically had everything in the set still to this day.
1: Nice. I don't remember what my first. Brick was it might have been Web of Spider Man, mostly because that's when they were expanding and putting in more Guardians of the Galaxy, which I got oh, my first. you're right. Of. That was it had Groot. It had the Groot which I wanted, and like everybody. <laughs> yes, I know everybody wanted it, and thankfully I got it. Um, but they first came out in Hammer of Thor, which was a set that. Came back when the game came back.
0: That's after the game was uh, discontinued for a bit, for a year, right? Uh,
1: about eight months, I think. There That's was eight like- months where where a set wasn't released, if I remember correctly. Uh, so I got that brick and was extremely happy with those pieces for the longest time. There was a, a lot of amazing things in there, and then I think we well, I I think most of us got into tournament play. Around the time they did the Infinity Gauntlet event.
0: That's basically what started to turn play for me. I yeah. remember that was. Very specifically, I'm sorry I have to I have to go. This Saturday I have to fight for I have to get the racer. I I
1: gotta get (laughs) a gem. I
0: I gotta get the runner. (laughs) Yeah. I need the runner, I need the champion. Sorry.
1: I need to finish this gauntlet. (laughs) And most of us did, I believe. I'm pretty sure we got that full up by the by the sixth month.
0: It really that was a very good event for getting people together to start playing the game at all.
1: I wanna say aside from like really large like qualifiers states uh tournaments that was probably the largest group of people i had seen at the at any venue yeah, for, was yeah. was for those games
0: since those games there hasn't been the same turnout you still see see the same amount of people but they won't come as consistently as they did for the goblet
1: yeah they were people were there every single month people were at different venues every month and i know because i was at different venues every month it was very <laughs> i think i got every piece i think for that first month i want to say i won four adam warlocks like what the i know i know that, I know. That is really messed up. It is. And I wasn't even that good of a player at the time. Oh, my gosh. There was just so many people that in the pairings, I lucked out. And I think the first time I got first place, the second place person made a point to tell me, like, oh, yeah, you you know, something, something like 23 points. And I'm like, uh, all right, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> but like, all right, cool. Thanks. Thanks, second place guy. Yeah. No, fuck
0: people. Like, OK, this is a tangent, technically, but yeah.
1: Um... <laughs> yeah fuck people like that
0: because i remember those first tournaments there was a lot of like people like i'm gonna do the Sentry void and he's gonna
1: hide in the be- blocking so nobody can see him and he's gonna- oh that was around that same time that yeah. people were using cosmic spider-man yeah cosmic and that remember, one map with I the blocking that. yeah popping out the blocking sitting in there and then just hitting people with 15 range i remember, whatever remember that
0: i'm like well fuck you too
1: <laughs> I'd Be like, all right cool thanks
0: uh, oh, my God. Okay. We can get into a whole thing about That's that. That's a whole yeah other topic. We have a different topic, which is uh, the the RPG elements into Heroclix. So yes. So, story in Heroclix, besides the larger scope of tournaments like that, has never been a priority of the game. The main idea of the game has been the combat system that it started with, you know the powers and the numbers and the dice.
1: Aside from those two strategy games, which only one is, you know, HeroClix compatible, there was no real... uh, uh, And, like, the storyline event to where there was a purpose to the pieces you were getting and sometimes the teams you were using, like, I believe... There's sort of that in general just
0: because of theme teams. (laughs) Theme team problems. Yes, theme team problems.
1: But there was also the... um, the summer events that had a slight oh, storyline to it. There was but the uh, No Man's Land, and then eventually the ADX Avengers versus X-Men. Long. Yeah. But, okay, but overarching-wise, that is not um, a story. Yeah, there wasn't a narrative it, to there's,
0: it. There's no narrative. It's just kind of like, oh, you've done this first month. You got a Huntress, or something like that. Yeah. Or whatever. But I meant for, like, every individual game there is no story to each game unless you make one up as a player there is no story I like to do that with my games. I like to think of the idea of, like, oh, why are the new warriors fighting the authority today?
1: Because <laughs> they were in the wrong place at the wrong time.
0: That's usually why you fight the authority. But... That's
1: usually why you fight the new warriors.
0: <laughs> hey. <laughs> no, but I like to. I like to personally build the story around the figures that I'm fighting with or playing against and try to do something with that so like even in tournament play i like to think oh why are the super the the super people of china fighting um deathstroke and his teen titans
1: yes okay i like that like i don't go i don't try to think of a narrative but i do like to create teams that are more well either comic accurate but not strictly comic accurate or more just so, well, they're this type of, of character or they're, they're this grouping of characters.
0: Okay, so for me personally, the way I play, I like to thematically attack certain people because of the theme of the game. Okay. So I'm fighting Justice League. This guy is a big old brute. It's a Citizen Steel, for example, or something. We're doing just JSA versus Justice League. Okay. For example, it's like, okay... I want him to fight Superman because they're the quote-unquote brutes of the teams and I want them to fight each other.
1: All right. That makes sense.
0: Like, it just coincidentally, it may work out for a gameplay purpose, but a lot of the time it's just like, I think it'll be funny if Speedball is going to try to punch Blackheart. (laughs) Right. Or something like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I could see it. And like, that's just me personally. But I feel, a lot of people, hero clicks. They like to equate it to something like, maybe they'll equate it to something that's more RPG heavy, like Dungeons and Dragons. But that could, or Pathfinder, or something like that. But that, you know, that's not at all. Like the closest thing would be the idea of figures and a uh, you know domino map.
1: Right. Right. I don't know. I know there's that element there that they, they, I mean, it's halfway there with their storyline events, but there's no actual story to it. It's just being based more on, well, this happened, which that's what the sets are doing is for the most part, these figures are here because this story happened. They're representative of how they were in that story. What happened in that event? Like, uh, like you said, what costume they may have worn, what powers they may have attained or lost at that time. Like, uh, okay, bringing up the gauntlet again, that was
0: the main point of it. It's like, here's this very specific Adam Warlock that had the gauntlet during the last issue of Infinity Gauntlet. Right. Here's the, uh, the runner with the space gem. Here's the champion with the power gem. Here's all these very specific things from this very specific time that you can fight each month just the way Thanos did in Thanos Quest or whatever. Yes. But, I. Personally, like the idea if the game would have some sort of overarching element for each individual game. Okay. I could see that. And that's why I've been... Over the last week, I've been trying to figure out a way to do that. And I've kind of done that
1: before, just by myself. So what have you come up with? What's your idea? Okay. Okay. Because I might have something either similar or very different. Oh,
0: let's hope it's whatever
1: but <laughs> so my idea
0: is uh, so you would have basically Hero Clicks as it is be just the combat system for the game that I want to run okay so you would use a regular Hero Clicks map you start off like uh, I'm not sure if it would be a like two players or it'd be or it'd be like one player and a DM style person okay but I feel it would work better if there was a dm style person
1: as like a sort of yeah, either yeah. yeah either like a la pokemon a gym leader i was gonna say pokemon. or a referee if it's two players um kind of like
0: that okay yeah. so what the idea would be similar to pokemon where like uh your character starts off in you know the starting area right but here's the difference so you choose a point total and then You choose one character as a representative for all your other characters. Okay. Okay. So, like, um, let's use uh, Justice League for example. Let's say it's uh, The Flash, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Right. So, let's say I choose Wonder Woman to start. So, she will be the first character to start any encounter. Okay. Okay. So, she gets to move up and down, left, right, you know, whatever through the map and i'm not sure exactly how i want movement to start i was thinking maybe just two movement like sidestep you know for a regular map or just to have the movement okay and then the other person on the other side has no characters at the beginning and they would be like a dm style character person and they know what each hindering does what each water does so if you walk through whatever An effect happens. Something will happen. Okay. So sometimes you may look out and you're just walking through regular land or walking through regular hindering. Nothing happens, but sometimes an effect happens. Okay. And so at the beginning of the game, you know, they tell you whatever your journey is supposed to be. Maybe get to the other side of the map and then you fight like a mini boss or something and then you get to start on a different map. And then from there, the goal might be different, or maybe you just keep going. You know what I mean? All right. Maybe uh, a game could be, you need to collect all these gems from the four corners of the map. So you just have to get to these sides of the map.
1: And then avoid effects. Avoid effects. And hopefully not be
0: KO'd. Maybe characters. So it's kind of like Pokemon in which, like, when you walk into the grass, you may get into a battle right just because you're in the grass and things are there okay okay it's up to the dm right so like then you get into a fight and that's when the combat system changes over and you're not on that map anymore you're not on a regular tournament hero kicks map anymore and uh okay here's where it gets a little weird this is where it gets weird okay uh So, I was thinking of the smallest maps that have ever been produced for Heroclix, and Teen Titans had very small map, and also Street Fighter. Right. So, I was thinking of using Street Fighter maps, because I've used them before just to test out characters. And so, you would start off there. Okay. And the first action has to be made by the character who was starting for you. Okay. So... They have to be the one to initiate any sort of thing first. And then your other characters you use come in after the fact.
1: All right. So you're going through the larger map and it's somewhat like a single person dungeon crawl. Yeah. And then you go to actual combat on a smaller scale. Yes. All right. And that's why I feel
0: those little Street Fighter maps, which are like not even a quarter of a regular map Yeah, would be a perfect bet, because it's just like, go forward and attack. That's about all you do, right? Yeah. So that's like, I feel those maps would be good for this, and then like, I feel different effects would happen while fighting and different things would happen. So, for example, if you wanted to change up characters, like after the fact of the game, let's say, oh, now I want to use the Flash as my starter character. Okay. You have to take a turn to do that. And if you choose to do that, your opponent gets to choose, well, I get to heal. Because you're taking a turn to not do anything. To not do anything, yeah. You get a turn to heal one. Okay. But then it's like, oh, well, now I have Superman or something with Hypersonic. Yeah. Or something like that, you know what I mean? So then you have to balance things out like that. And then I... um, I'm not sure what the reward would be for each individual battle, but I feel there should be some sort of reward for each battle, because there are. I guess you could do points, but then that's not as. Uh, that that doesn't have a lot of in-game consequences. So I feel there should be something that has more consequences within the game. Okay.
1: Now, what you could do, since you have, like, a team of four, give or take, and a starter figure, is that if at any point the current character you're using is somehow KO'd, you have one of your backups, but until the whole thing is done, you can't reuse anybody who's been KO'd. So you can keep going through to all these scenarios, maps, and events, but if you've now... KO'd your first character well now your second character's up and and now they're your main one and you have to get to the end of everything before all your characters are KO'd.
0: Maybe okay so okay I like the idea of that what if when you finish a map you get to bring back one of the characters that has died
1: or you bring them back, but now they start on their second click.
0: Or yeah, that's a good one.
1: And then if you bring them back again, now they they start on their third one. So they're they're a little weaker each time, and they're more easier to take out by the effects. But they're still there. They're still there. Yeah.
0: And sometimes numbers mean more than anything. Right. That's a good way to think of it. And that's like the way I would want to do an RPG style hero clicks game. I don't know. There would have to be you know ways to there's a lot of specifics
1: yeah there's the the small details that have to be hammered out
0: but i think as a base idea it could work out because like okay
1: hero collects
0: like at the end of the day is a combat system yes like there's there's nothing in between so like the way i thought about it when i was trying to think of an rpg style thing was what other things are like that so another thing is um fighting games Right. So I was thinking of fighting video games. How do they work? So, my other idea for how to do an RPG style Hero Clicks game was to kind of copy those games.
1: So, maybe like tournament style. Tournament style, individual. Okay.
0: Thing. So, for that, it'd be, um, I think, like three characters. You would start out, you use three characters, a certain point value. Okay. Right? You're. Other person, you know, they could. It would. I. I feel each team, for each battle, should be point adjacent. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's like, you know, three hundred points, no matter what. So it doesn't matter how long the tournament goes. It's like it's three hundred points. Right, right, right. And so you just have to battle one on one against Street Fighter maps because it kind of works thematically, and also it's just kind of convenient.
1: Yeah, it gets you right into it. it you're you're not, right into yeah, it. you're not having to spend two turns to get to each other. It's,
0: yeah, and then you just have to run through, like, one character one-on-one, but if one dies, you bring in your second character, but but if that happens, again, your opponent heals.
1: Right, okay, because they have that time because to be able to do that. that. To heal. Yeah.
0: So for certain characters, that's kind of very difficult let's say you're fighting Wolverine yeah they heal at the beginning of the turn and
1: and they would heal because you switched out characters yes
0: and so but that's kind of the idea of the challenge of this style of gameplay okay I like that and then you get to the end boss and like I don't I'm not sure how that would work out exactly if you would just be a regular game again or if you're fighting a colossal character or something like that that you could be even with
1: i mean i think it would probably be you know one character that is equal to your team's point value like what do you mean like technically a one-man army so you would have your team of three that totals up to be 300 points Mm -hmm. but then at the very end instead of fighting a team like okay, going up and through the through the games, are you fighting one piece and it's your three pieces? It's your one piece. And it's and they're fighting one opponent each time. One at a time until everyone's knocked out. Okay, so maybe as they're going through the challenges are increasing in point value, depending on where you want to start the the original uh encounter at. And then each time they win they fight somebody a little higher in point value until eventually they fight the highest point value for that scenario. Okay, that makes sense. So maybe like 100 points at a time until their last person is like 400 points, but it's still the three characters. So you still have three people to burn through in your 300-point team, and you're also fighting a one-man 400-point character, which at that point, yeah, probably will be a colossal.
0: Okay, so, okay, I like that idea, but I feel
1: the allocation of actions would have to be different
0: for that to work out good.
1: You could work in something like, in D&D 5e, they have layer actions and they have epic actions, which the higher level more dangerous monsters slash encounters have to where the layer actions it's like the map affects you the map can damage you Mm -hmm. which some maps we've seen can like krakoa and i think there's a newer map that can also oh hawk uh, world
0: right does something
1: Am I wrong? Uh, Hawk, Hawk World can affect you depending on where you land. I think if you land in open air and you're not a flyer, you fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, no. Like like actual Krakoa changes turn to turn and can damage you. And I believe Ha 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 Hacienda for the Joker with their location bonuses, oh I, Wakanda, I think uh, uh, the hindering terrain. If you're within
0: hindering terrain,
1: oh, it gives you a plus, plus two, two instead of the plus one. Yeah, yeah, but but I mean like maps that can actually attack you. Oh, like the map is your the map. The map can do something to be your enemy. Oh, okay. then Krakoa. Yeah, uh, Kra- Krakoa, and I, 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 it's it's I know it's a, a Joker adjacent. I believe it's ha 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 hacienda. It might have been a different one, but it can attack you it has certain stats on it. And then I believe, uh, the Harley's apartment has like a little catapult on the roof to where you can knock back a character to where you can knock them back into the wall or off the roof or something like that. Yeah, so there
0: definitely are other maps that do that, but I understand.
1: Yeah. You're. So that would be the equivalent of like a layer action and you can just place it onto any map Be just like, okay, well this square does this. So you put like the, the special terrain marker mm-hmm. and that could be a thing that could possibly attack you at some point or, The epic actions is at the end of another player's turn, they can do something. Sometimes it's an attack. Sometimes it's an effect. But because they're so high level and such a dangerous creature, they're powerful and dangerous when it's not even their turn. Mm. So you could have something like that to where, yeah, technically you would be out action because now it's three attacks against one. You know, unless they had multi-target And you can be like, okay, well, I, I'm able to target all three of you With this one attack <sighs> Or or I'm able to Or what if, okay, so
0: This is an idea it, I think it works out better now for the way the game's going right. But for each hundred points Maybe you have an action for each hundred points So let's say you're using a 300 point character Which is more rare than it used to be That character has three actions for that turn because your okay. opponent will have three actions for their
1: turn, true. With three different characters, right. Now, what you could do is you could use the modified team-based rules that had that that um, multiple actions that they could do. I believe it restricted you to where you couldn't commit to the same exact action each oh, thing you took. That makes sense. So you can do a move. You could do an attack. You can activate a, a power. power. Instead of, okay, well, I'm going to Pulse Wave. Okay, I'm going to Pulse Wave again. Okay, for my third one, I'm going to Pulse Wave. Mm -hmm. For the sake of a team-based
0: thing versus one-man army, I feel that might be the best way to do that. Just because your opponent, well, okay, I'm going to position myself correctly. I'm going to do a Pulse Wave. I'm now going to do a regular punch you-in-the-face attack.
1: Yeah. Like, it could be something like, all right, I'm going to move up for one action okay I'm gonna running shot for my second action okay I'm gonna charge for my third action
0: it's like you can take out at least a character that way yeah and hurt everyone else but you know that which is devastating for a one man army but you're not you know decimating with four post waves on one character
1: yeah yeah, which I think was the problem originally with some of the team bases which was just like, okay, cool, I'm gonna running shot you four times. I'm like, all right, cool. I love the X Men. <laughs> I no, love the Justice League. Yeah, I think it was the Justice League one. Yeah. The Justice League team base was just sick.
0: Oh, some of those team bases. Yeah, the zombie one. <laughs> the
1: zombie one because of the zombies were crazy. Well, and the I, zombies were and I effed up no matter what. Believe the New Mutants one was it was also whichever one had Sunfire oh yeah because yeah i played against that one one time and boy was it not easy (laughs) boy was that a hard game to lose
0: (laughs) oh that's good i remember the team bases specifically because i couldn't get a lot of those figures that i wanted because they were part of the team base nobody wants jubilee i want jubilee i know i want it because she's cool i know cool in
1: my stupid sense (laughs) Yeah, she not, should not have costed that much. Yeah, she was, like, $50 just for her? Yeah, and then there was the vampire one that was 70 Even at the same more? time. Like, yeah, those are still pretty expensive because of because they were because on a team the team base. base. No, I, I know the the hurt of having a character you enjoy that is somehow very useful and now very expensive. Hey, Zatanna. Hey, Apache Chief. Oh, shit. For years... <laughs> Literally <laughs> years. I'm like, oh yeah, size changing characters. That's pretty cool. And this was back when like shrinking Violet was still the the just the Pog. It was just the dial. There was no figure on it. And I'm like, you know what? I like these kind of characters. Oh, what Ant Man? Oh yeah, I like that kind of character. Oh, the Atom. Yeah, no, I like that character. Oh man, they're not. They haven't done an Apache Chief. Oh wait, he's not an actual comic character guess he's never going to happen. And then they come out with... They'll never make an Apache Chi. Never. Not once were they going to
0: make an Apache Chi. They would never make a set based on the animated versions
1: of any DC character. Not once. Not any set will be based on any animated series. It just doesn't work that way. That's not how licensing works.
0: There's no animated series.
1: That's that famous or won that many Emmys. So now there's an Apache Chief. Yep. That does play very well. It's it's a very cool figure that I will probably not be able to purchase for at least another year. Tell him why. Because I don't want to spend more than 30 bucks for a figure. I have. And I feel bad about it. I believe I did once. I believe finally when it was dropping in price, I bought the Superboy Prime. That's how you got it? Uh, yeah, for I think it was about 34 or 35 bucks. This fuckface. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not the Chase... F- no, no, not the one from Teen Titans. The one, oh, the-, f- the earlier one from, I think, Crisis... Um, yeah, because still carded. No, it was, it was Arkham. Arkham Asylum. It was a no. super rare in Arkham. Yes, the super rare from Arkham that was just crazy powerful for the time. Specifically for the time. Yeah, which I think was the first carded character above three hundred points.
0: What didn't it have a stop click before stop clicks existed?
1: Uh it might have. It probably did. It was it was a sick character to play. And it's when you had to play carefully because if people knew what it was, they're like, okay, well, I got to go full force I on this thing. I got to focus
0: all my energy on that.
1: Which is why, like, I have a friend. Sinestro teams oh, were yes. the worst back then. Before of, before the batteries came out. It, yeah, before the batteries before came of out. Before War When
0: 75th came out, people, the Sinestro core teams were the worst because they had Arkham, so many Arkham Asylum characters to work with that Sinestro. Yep. And it was a difficult game. Can you? I I know you could be more specific than me about that. Let
1: me see. I'm just I'm just just a thought of it. Oh no, no no. My point was that with those figures or with those one man army teams, it's easy to to get out action and it's easy to be focused on. Like I have one friend who is a fan of Hulk and the Hulk pieces, and it's difficult. To play against him because I know I can't allow Hulk to go unchecked. But in going after the Hulk and getting him to a point where he's not as useful, I know it's not as fun for that particular friend because because now it's not the Hulk anymore. Now it's Hulk on click six because I don't want Hulk on click one. (laughs) That's
0: so, yeah, a lot of the time those one man, uh, like you said, one man army pieces, or a, just a big threat. Yeah, they're a big threat that you have to get rid of immediately. I know I've done the mistake of like, well, my whole team will be this one figure. And then I will immediately get one shot. No, but like five shot in because all five of one other person's characters. You're like, oh, well, this is, right. this
1: is my whole turn. Hit, 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 hit. It's like, oh, I died. <laughs> Yeah. Especially with Perplex now, to where it doesn't go away when you oh, take damage or heal. So it's like, all right, cool. Tournament. I'm not going to Reflex up any of my stuff, but I'm going to Reflex down your defense a whole bunch. So I can now attack you with four characters in this one turn.
0: It's, well, okay. So trying to balance the game itself has balanced that out a bit. But for the sake of my, you know, RPG style figure, I feel the idea of like, okay, you have three actions, but they each have to be different would work out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It could be you know basic move, basic attack, you know basic, uh, activated power. Mm. Let's say it it
0: it really does work out. Okay, so let's say you're um you're based with someone. You attack. You roll to break away. You break away, and then you already have you have an extra action. Yeah. So it's like okay, that works out. It's difficult to try to attack it. It's less difficult because of the size of the map. But the the point is that, you know, you have to go through all that, uh, to try to take out this one man army, which is how a one man army should feel. Like I
1: feel a bit. Yeah. Like it doesn't bode well with the rule set because it is simply just one figure, one action per turn, usually two act, two actions in a row for two turns. And then they have to clear, but yeah, in that scenario especially, you're a powerful figure, you're going to be a challenge. So in this scenario, you can change things to actually make them a challenge. I feel
0: for a basic idea of what an RPG clicks game could be, this is a good idea. At least, what I have, I don't, you know, it could be expanded upon, it's just an idea right now. Okay. I haven't put anything down on paper,
1: really. But you have put it down on audio recording. That's true. We can go back on this. Patent pending. Patent pending. (laughs) Now, I was thinking for your actual team and not the big boss, you could have that similar idea of for every 100 points, you can do another action. Now, I know for the original and the starting, you could have maybe 300 points total, maybe equally 100 points each. But even if you had, like, a 75-point character, 125-point character, and then still that one in 100-point character in the middle, it would still be one action each uh, until you actually had somebody with 200 points or more. Mm -hmm. Then maybe they could do two things. They can have a a move by itself, an attack by itself, activating a power by itself. So it's similar in that maybe this is representative of a higher-level character, quote-unquote based on the point values. So maybe they can do more. Which kind of ties into a bit of the idea I had had slash I had, you know, brainstormed with a few years ago uh, with another group of players, which was... That aren't me. That weren't you at that time because you were busy completing all your schoolwork. Grody. Yes. So the consensus idea was... You would be in a campaign. You would pick a character. I think the examples were because they were more of a Marvel person. Uh, You had a Thor piece. You had you could choose Iron Man. You could choose Captain America. You could choose somebody who in clicks is represented a number of times, a number of different ways, at a number of different point values. So at the beginning, you would start off with somebody roughly uh, 50 points at the most, okay. representative of, of equivalent to like a first level character. Or, you know, you're you're just starting out. So you would go, you would do a battle. It would be, you know, a story tied to it. And then after so many victories, you would, quote unquote, earn so many points. You would, quote unquote, level up. You would eventually level up. And now you could use any figure uh, instead of from one to 50. You can use anybody technically from like 51 to 100, but pretty much any point value up to 100 representative of well now I've leveled up now I'm no longer this first level adventurer I'm no longer this rookie superhero I have some experience so I'm getting more powerful based on the point value representing what they're doing what powers they might have how long their dial could be their reign you know whatever whatever that higher point character does more than the lower point character is to represent the fact that they've leveled up. And, you know, similar scenarios, similar stories, similar battles, what have you, until, again, point values accumulate, and now you can get up to, like, 150. And you keep going until, I think there was a cap at, like, 2, because at the time there weren't that many, like, really high-level characters that would be representative represented both at, you know, 50-point line and 200-point line.
0: Well, I guess the way the game's changed now, there are more figures like that. Or they do a lot of Switch Clicks now.
1: A bit, yeah. Because I think uh, they did the, I think it was the Superman Shifting Focus, and they were Yeah, Batman nine... also in um, yeah. Batman versus Superman set? Was that the name of the set? Uh, they had that set, but no, I'm thinking of, uh, I think it was World's Finest. Yeah, the World's Finest, that's the one I was trying to think Yeah, up. and they had the different, you know, a good represent representation of shifting focus and it's like okay this is the range guy this is the close combat guy this is this guy this is that guy and I think uh, I mean I think they were different point values either they were both 90 or like Batman was 60 and Superman was 90 and you had each of the Superman at like 90 points representing the different things they could do but you could have like that quote 90 point Superman and then of course you have 100 point 150 200 250 I think even as high as 350, if I remember correctly, I think there was the Man of Steel uh, Primer Superman, and I think he was 350, and I'm pretty sure he could be played at like 350 and 250, you know, very powerful piece, and there's Mm -hmm. like 400 point Thors out there somewhere, so you had, (laughs) well, the the
0: title character Thor, for example,
1: oh yeah, there's the title, isn't there
0: more than one title character Thor? uh i am not sure i might I, be remembering that wrong but I, I could swore that there was two title character thors i'm probably wrong
1: i know i have the title character thor from the mighty thor set I remember and that, that loki i used it uh the 400 point thor was the one from i believe thor the dark world and he was one of the chases and he was 400 points looked very cool I don't know how well he was able to play. I think, you know, at four hundred points there was there was a limited amount of things he could do because again That's a lot he'd of points out action not a lot of actions. Against a four hundred point team or maybe a five hundred point team, six hundred point team where he has some support, but now you have six hundred points of a team that might have better synergy.
0: Well yeah, like six hundred points for like you can definitely have like, well, here's my one heavy hitter, I'm gonna have him basically die against your thor, but everyone else is gonna you know, outwit, perplex,
1: and like, and and again, it, you know, four attacks in one turn, and they all hit, and mm-hmm. now you're down to last click, or you're dead, we, KO'd. Even two of the characters
0: being able to attack using outwit or something like that—that that is a big deal.
1: Yeah, yeah, those higher point characters being able to be outwitted is a big detriment. That's why a lot of times, like, going against somebody with invincible who doesn't have outwit, it's like, well. I got to hit you for three. Hope I could actually hit you and just whittle you down until I have something that I could either exploit against or penetrating against. And it's, it's, it's difficult without outwit. So there's certain situations where outwit is a must. It's, um, Dependent on your style of game,
0: if it's tournament play, you know, that of course, that's based on, you know, whatever you got in your pack.
1: Yeah, and, true.
0: You know, for the Sealed, yes. In Sealed, Outwit is a major boost for any game. Yes. So, I'm just saying, but, like, for, you know, con- you know constructive play, it doesn't necessarily have to be as big of a threat. That's depending true. Depending on the team that you're playing against yeah that's true you could just have high attacks some probs in there you know high attacks probs co- um, uh, qu- quintessence cosmic even yeah
1: yeah so you know it's all depending on the team you're playing but yeah I think with either either scenario and either setup you can you can have a backstory to games and have them be played out in those formats of the dungeon crawl and or the leveling system. Like dungeon crawling can work, but the,
0: I guess there are like both of us have two very unique ways of doing the idea of a uh, dungeon crawl. Right. So it would be dependent like mine's I would try to make it more open-ended in a way. Right. That's the idea of a DM. The idea of like well, keep keep the story
1: going, yeah.
0: Yeah, and they can say what everything does. Yeah. You so, have like, I, I use an example of, like, oh, each corner of the map has a thing to collect. That could be, for example, Infinity Gems or something. Yeah. So then your characters can now use Infinity Gems they collected through a
1: battle. Okay or or even even just throughout the map you have like special terrain markers that are you get to them and you flip them and it's either something good you were looking for or something bad that's going to hurt you and you don't know which is which and and even to take it a step back the dm might not know it could be like okay place place face down and now and then it it creates a unique scenario to where even i don't know what you're going to come up against it could be a trap it could be a item you need it could be a character you're now fighting it's hey, random encounter now you're fighting this character
0: yeah that's a thing that hero clicks well it, the way the game is built now that is non-existent there are no idea of random encounters really right like even characters that you know can spawn things or have like weird effects you know you may know based on the card or you know the character that they're playing. True. Like oh, I know they're gonna do this at some point. I think like, I know this Falcon is gonna make a Red Wing. I know this um, Sentry is gonna roll to see if it can move. I know something like that.
1: Yeah, it's gonna produce no it's gonna produce or pogs it's or it's gonna have this effect. Yeah. yeah, I think the closest thing they have to a random encounter, and. It's, you like know, completely random, like not completely but like random, as, random as, it could as, be as, it as yeah, the closest thing to random as possible in that game is the ID cards. It's not entirely random because you know what you might come up against because they're sitting right there in your sideline. You know, they have a Wolverine or a Cyclops or a this or that on like, their sideline and they don't know when you,
0: those characters are yeah. going to get into the game.
1: When are they going to activate it? You know? What situation am I going to be in? How far away from them am I going to be, you know, to where? And then two, they have the ID cards at the ready. You don't know if, when, or which ones they're going to use on you. Mm -hmm. It could be anything. So that's like the closest thing to a possible random encounter that the game has currently. The way it's set up now. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, like,
0: like what we're doing right now, you know, we're, making up our own game based on the structure that is hero clicks
1: yeah just sort of an outside peripheral to what is already there
0: because like okay for example going back to the very beginning of the podcast where we're talking about the strategy game that they've released you know true yes based on the idea of hero clicks right that doesn't have compatible dials it like again, it doesn't have compatible dials. It's not compatible with the actual game. It could be its
1: own game, it just happened to have a Oreo dial, right? And I believe the DC game they made a few years ago, it had two separate dials for each character. It had the game dial and it had the Hero Click dial. Well, if I remember, I don't. Rem- I remember
0: when that came out but I don't remember the actual game, but I remember those characters had very specific effects where it's like, oh, these are really interesting. They're very different. Yeah. And, like, I could see them work out in a very specific way, and that specific way was the game that it's set in.
1: Yes, because I eventually uh, was able to play with those pieces. I eventually got my hands on most of them. Uh, aside from the really, really expensive Dark Side that exists, <laughs> because, yeah. oh, that that was the Justice League one because there was a Batman
0: one that was separate. And there that's was right, a it was
1: League the Justice League, League. League strategy game. That's what that's the one I'm thinking of. That's the one I've been speaking of this entire time. Oh, I
0: thought you were talking about the Batman one.
1: Yeah, not the Batman one. I okay. Anytime I said DC strategy game, I meant the Justice League strategy game. I remember a
0: Batman one because there was a a penguin that made like little penguins and there was a joker that made like uh, traps
1: yeah uh, oh that's the other thing for the batman 66 i was just thinking they all had those villains had traps. their death traps which i have still not been able to play a game with but i like how in batman no no see the uh harley quinn set Har uh, Was it Harley Quinn and the Gotham Girls? Yes, that was a set. They had a Harley Quinn piece that was supposed to be a... a Batman sixty six character. Wait, what? Yes, that had a How? similar. I, uh the the comic, the, the Batman sixty six Harley. I Quinn. believe, I believe, and I have to you know fact check me on this. I will. I believe in the Batman sixty six comic, which is why they were able to put it in the set and not have it be a quote unquote TV set. Is that uh, in the comic book? they had a Harley Quinn in 66, in the 66 world. So that... Kinda of how they got
0: around to getting static shock. It's like, oh, it's comic book static shock. Yeah, it's yeah, not
1: yeah. a cartoon. Right. It's it's similar in that vein. It's like, hey, this exists in the comics now. Like with uh Nick Fury and the Agents of Shield, <laughs> and how they had the Agents of Shield from the TV show because they made a comic. They made a comic. <laughs> based in in the in the Marvel regular universe, they had those characters as Agents of Shield. So now in a game based on comic characters, they can have those characters as figures because they're in the comics. Well.
0: Yep. I feel like it'd be its own episode because, like, Earth-X just came... What was Earth-X? Earth-X came out a little while ago, And there was a lot of characters like, oh, Endgame just came out. How coincidental there is a a smart Hulk now.
1: Oh, oh, uh, you mean, uh... What, what, what was the one that just dropped? It was. Uh, oh, Black, oh Black, Panther. Black Panther and the Illuminati. Sorry. Yeah, what is it? Uh, there was a smart on called Marvel's Hero Clix Black Panther
0: and the Illuminati. <laughs> Kids presents Marvel's, <laughs> uh, Marvel's Hero Clix Black Panther and the Illuminati. Set. Set. Yeah. Pre order. <laughs> Not now, but, you know. Well. Not when this comes out, because it's yep. already come out. Yes. <sighs> yeah. Um. Do you have anything more you want to say about RPG elements oh, combining oh, oh. with hero
1: clicks? Um. In a very loosely tied topic. Uh. I often, because of character design and player preference, when I run a game. Uh, most of my players y- have used Heroclix figures to represent their D&D characters. It like,
0: doesn't completely fit into a re- regular D&D map, right, though?
1: Uh, not necessarily, because the, the D&D maps are generally uh, one inch by one inch, and the Heroclix figures are one and a half by one and a half. Mm. But when you custom make a grid map... Uh, it works a little better because you understand the size of the uh, bases you're using. You could also, if it's not an expensive figure, pop it off the hero clicks base and put yes. it on a regular, you know, one-inch base and do it like that. It depends on the set, too, and the
0: character. Because, well, we brought up uh, The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings stuff. There's a lot of very fantasy stuff that's yeah. prevalent in D&D that could be reused...
1: Just, just yeah, rebase them or use a different map or use a Heroclix map. I know that a lot of the Lord of the Rings maps were very, like, foresty areas and they had their unique look to where, hey, this is the path you're taking, quote unquote. So that's my slight extra contribution is sometimes a Heroclix figure makes a pretty good looking fighter or wizard or what have you. You know, a uh, a uh, 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 no. Are you telling me this Gandalf can be a
0: D and D character? I, I do not believe it. What? Gandalf could be a wizard? No, 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 no. No, I, I believe. Uh, I do not believe this Asgardian dressed. Steve Rogers could be a warrior
1: of any sort. He doesn't look like a fighter at all. No. Sword and shield, throw away. Yeah, you can't use uh, Volstagg from Thor the Dark World as a, a dwarf barbarian with an axe. No, impossible. Impossible. <laughs> I mean, you could also just use Ghibli, but... Or,
0: I don't know, you could take off
1: the head of a rocket raccoon.
0: <laughs> I mean, technically. Eh a lot of smaller character, and wasn't there was a troll character in in a Hammer of Door set
1: uh there was yeah, yes
0: Infinity Watch I remember that was the keyword that's why I know the character
1: yes he was there
0: uh that's not a way to end this at all but that's how we're gonna end it <laughs> I think we have to now yeah it's very on brand there's anti-climaxes that's what we're all about here at at Theme theme Team Problems. problems. Okay, so (laughs) here we're here at the end of the show. Let's plug some of our stuff. Our Instagram, for example, which we already have one whole post. Yes. At theme team problems. And at least two likes. Probably two followers. And maybe one comment? (laughs) Exactly one. one like on that comment for sure <laughs> so we have our at theme team problems we have uh our youtube channel which we haven't uploaded anything yet but you know we're going to try to start uploading our uh
1: getting on the ground podcasts.
0: floor you yeah, have podcasts on youtube what a concept so we're going to try to do that and again you could find this on wherever podcasts are to listen to because you don't sell a podcast true so yeah not yet unless hollywood listens (laughs) one day will be a movie theme team problems don't think we're above selling out mr marky mark you know what my theme team problem is i don't know the rock (laughs) okay our movie is horrible i'm sorry for that thank you for listening though see you next time Bye. bye